just put my brain in a comfy little fluid sack and shoot me out into space. Let me scope things. <laughs> Welcome back to another Engineering Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. I always kind of chuckle right at the beginning of that, and I think it's because the the listener can't hear it because they're not listening to the whole session. But but welcome back is uh, is always <laughs> preceded by an awkward pause so that it's easy for me to find in the in the video. Yeah, which means or the audio, which means in the video. It's always you and me making a goofy face and like, <gasps> hold your breath. We're about to start. And let's do a podcast. Ooh. Um, Plus, we got to switch into like super suave podcast host mode. But for real, welcome back. Uh, we got a whole bunch of new listeners because uh, we, as this is the beginning of the second season, Yay. we're early in the second season. <laughs> uh, we've done a lot more more active recruiting. So welcome to the new New people checking us out. Yeah, new people. You're great. Um, thanks for checking us out. We appreciate uh, you. We're glad you're here. Last week last week was a heavy one. Um, it was sort of our post-election episode, right? That shit drained me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did we talk just, for, four or five hours straight? Yeah, and what you listened to was like the last hour. I was really proud of yeah. how well we dialed it in to something worth talking about totally. after like four and a half hours of just what? What do we? What do you make of this? No, 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 <laughs> that won't do. Start over. Start over. <laughs> yeah, right. I like that episode. I'm really proud of it. It feels um, it feels good. I can send you the other hours if you want. Yeah, I don't know that you'd be as proud Ooh. of them. There, <laughs> behind the scenes, five hours of extra podcast data. Right. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, so this, this week we're going to try to do more of a hit list thing where we're just going to power through a few goofy topics. We're going to celebrate the holidays. Uh, first on the list, <laughs> we got... Or not. Ho- or not, holiday. Yeah. No, let's do it. Let's do <laughs> Sorry it. we celebrate different holidays. <laughs> what? Do we celebrate different holidays? I don't know. <laughs> Here's your... That's the That's best what... I could do for a jingling noise. I completely forgot about the holiday holiday <laughs> i was so excited about the first topic that i forgot i need to introduce the idea that we're gonna make this a holiday episode that's what but holidays are happy most. right happy holidays that's what they say first one i got is holiday flavors so as we were setting this up you were telling me about <laughs> your uh your delicious uh peppermint cold brew yeah hell yeah said, oh that's 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 like a holiday flavor right <laughs> i've been i've been eyeing it up for a week or two and I was in the grocery store last night with my fiance and we were like, we both kind of looked at it and then we noticed the other one was looking at it and we we're like, yeah, let's get that. Let's get that and have some <laughs> unity there. Um, so I was watching TV with a, a roommate, an old roommate of mine who's a, a chef and went to culinary school and, you know, like in his free time, he sits around and reads books about the history of food. Uh, I used to always hang out with him in the kitchen because he 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 knows I don't give a shit about how to make this stuff, but I'm really interested in the chemistry. And so he'll explain like, oh well, at this temperature, the caramelization, blah 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 blah. blah. You know, I was watching TV with him once, and uh, an ad came on for some kind of like spiced beer or something like that, 
and I and I went on a screed about the bullshit consumerism, like the way that they've hijacked peppermint as a flavor. Like I went to this place of like, yeah, holiday flavors are completely made up. <laughs> and he was like, no, actually. <laughs> and then explain to me, like, so he was he, you know, cinnamon, nutmeg, peppermint, the things that we associate as holiday flavors are actually a product of things that would last through the winter when preserved oh. cinnamon nutmeg they're both dry sticks. they're fucking they're sticks. sticks they're dry Scraping. things where as long as you dry it out it's never going to go bad unless it gets wet and molds oh. and so that's all that was left by the winter months to season your food and so everything would taste like cinnamon nutmeg interesting peppermint what a pleasant coincidence right <laughs> <laughs> That's about all I've got. About but the idea of, but it's worth thinking about, right? The idea of, of uh, that food history thing, right? And that cynical idea that that they hijacked this for the purpose of selling. They didn't make that shit up. Not like fat, jolly Santa Claus, which, as I understand it, is pretty much made up by Coke. Oh, he's really snuggly looking, though. Yeah, it's, I don't know that it's bad. I, f I feel... I feel bad because he's white. <laughs> he's not always white. I saw an article about an African-American Santa at the Mall of America, and I think it was causing some problems. Yeah, but it, it was in the context of the problems it was causing, which too is... Too political. Too social. Too political. <laughs> Bring the jingle bells. Oh, we're, yeah. We're the, we really do need some... We're just going to talk about cinnamon and spice and everything nice today. It might actually have a tambourine somewhere. <laughs> I used um, to have a tambourine. One of my friends smashed it after a particularly exciting jam session. Pro okay. tip, when you smash a tambourine, good. you end up with three tambourines. Good point. <laughs> uh, okay. Next on the list, I had Costco story. Nothing's more holiday than going to Costco. Shopping in giant throngs of people. I only go to stores around the holidays sometimes. Um, so, so I was at Costco... And I was like three quarters of the way through my shopping trip. So I had a cart that had like maybe 12-ish large quantities of unique items. Like there was a pack of gums, some pickles, like <laughs> some some like butt wipes. Like <laughs> and and you know, Costco, because it's crazy and it's a crowd, like occasionally you it's it's easier to just leave your cart. And then go grab a thing in an aisle next door and bring it back to your cart. Mm -hmm. And generally, no one ever screws with your cart. So I left my cart, went around the corner, grabbed some frozen vegetables, came back, cart was gone. Now, sometimes an empty cart will disappear because someone steals it or, like, staff just puts it away so it's not yeah. in the way. But, like, this had stuff in it. And so first I thought, okay, maybe I left it somewhere else and I tried to find it. <laughs> and then, but the whole time, but then after that, I was like, shit, what if I, what if I like, I started having this thing of feeling like I needed to go through the exercise of like, I had to retrace all my steps, but then I was also like, well, I'm gonna, cause I needed to get that stuff still. <laughs> so, uh, but then the whole time I was very actively aware of like trying to make sure that I remembered going through these steps. Like I even checked like I checked my phone for text messages I remembered send, sending while I was Were you concerned shopping. that you had imagined shopping at Costco? I was concerned that I had dementia. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
trying to think of the last time I lost a cart at a store. It usually is like you said, it's like an empty one and you're like furiously looking for something in the store and then you finally find it and then your cart's gone. And you're like, God damn it. <laughs> I've been looking for this thing for hours and now you're holding something heavy at like Home Depot. But the whole time I ended up having this sort of philosophical experience of like, what if I did lose that moment? You know, like, or what, what, what if it, what if this was Alzheimer's? I think it maybe draws attention to the fact that shopping is often a mindless activity. And so your brain doesn't bother to record the information at a conscious level. You're just kind of like, oh, I know where the, I know where the coffee filters are. And your brain, yeah, your body right. just goes. So I don't think I would have had that crisis if I had been more deliberately doing a task that t- took concentration. And so, like, it could have been that I just, like, gas capped it, you know, where you close your gas cap and you close the door on the tank and then you get in the car and go, did I, did I close the gas tank (laughs) and check your mirror? Like, oh, I did. Okay, good. So many things like that every day. Just autopilot, right? (laughs) Is your, is your routine shopping so scheduled that it's always Monday and it's always Costco and it's like the same route in Costco? Uh, basically, I don't always get exactly the same things. Um, but there's a certain subset of supplies that I, basically weekly I do a trip and then I run a certain direction through the Costco because it's against the way that I found I run into the most resistance. And then I have a strategic point where I drop my cart and proceed on foot grabbing a few items because the pop, because the crowd is so dense. Right. So then I had to do the second half of my shop with the paranoia about cart thieves. Get a little it made rope. me completely reorient how I do my little little shuffle through this other piece because i had to do it with a cart which made it so much more unwieldy and i usually drop the cart because there are so many people you can't get a cart through it here's what you do go to the rope section get about 30 feet of rope and tie yourself to the cart (laughs) (laughs) what if i used a retractable dog leash (laughs) right that would be that probably actually be more problematic than a 30 foot because i'm never more than 30 feet like 30 feet would stay slack through my whole trip 40 feet certainly would stay slack through my whole trip if i tied it to the cart do it a retractable one would be taut so then i would have a then i'd have a problem of people well would it be would (laughs) would it clotheslining people or it potentially tripping people because it's on the ground and they don't see it be worse who cares it keeps them from stealing your cart (laughs) (laughs) get the hell out of my way holiday shopper (laughs) okay what else we got on the list anything good you see that post i put up the other day that i really it's i mean it, it sounds yeah. like uh i like the word troll applied to donald trump whenever possible i mean he fucking is like he's he is a 4chan fucking troll and yeah he's really a pro the things he says on on the things I mean he that, says like, are just professional internet troll things right like when you say pro <laughs> like i don't mean it, it it has negative connotations but i straight up mean like he he's he is good yeah at trolling at getting a response for the sake of the response, yeah, generally by offending it, people. It, it, I, I actually, I was surprised by something, uh, some like stream of things he said on Twitter or something, because it reminded me so much of someone who spends a lot of time on Reddit, um, which is not necessarily a knock on him. I think it's great if he's like, if he's a digital dude and he's all over the internet reading stuff. I think that's great, regardless of however he is, right. but. Um, I was shocked. I was like, what is this 70-year-old dude doing with all this, like, internet troll skill? It was weird. It's yeah. weird. I mean, that's... So, like, I think I think it's 
you can't deny that Donald Trump is our very first legitimate social media president. Like it was yeah. a big deal that, oh, Obama's got a Twitter account. But let's be real. That was some intern on his PR squad that would occasionally type things and then put dash B after them. Even if it really was Barack, there was an intern sitting next to him going, okay, here's how you do this. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going right. to fucking paw at my phone if, I have, if I'm the president. <laughs> some other bitch is going to do it for me. Trump <laughs> stays up at night. Like, just in the dark, like, <laughs> only no. the light of his screen on his face, like, damn, fucking SNL. <laughs> that's not a, blowing that's on the an screen. internet user. <laughs> <laughs> no way, man. He is a pro. He's got, he's got timed release. He's running the same apps that we run to send tweets <laughs> at the right time. He just triggers them for three in the morning because he knows he gets a rise out of you. Yeah, top <laughs> he's grade. in bed by nine in his adorable holiday pajamas. <laughs> he's cozying up with a big smile on his face because he knows that his tweets are set to go out at three he in the morning. His tweets are going to drop and he's going to wake up to a shit storm of, <laughs> of, of engagement, good or bad. I bet every morning Donald post. Trump wakes up and he looks over <laughs> at an adorable little nativity scene in a, in a snow globe and he gives it a gentle shake. Not enough to put him in a blizzard, but enough that he gets to see a little snow flurry around. And then he just gazes and dozes and then and then wakes up and goes about his day. <laughs> of not caring about what the response was to whatever he sent out the night before, because mere traffic is all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the first rule of marketing that people seem to forget in this uh, age of intelligence. <laughs> There's no such thing as bad PR. There is clearly no such thing as bad PR for anybody. <clears throat> right? So when I try to think about how to promote this, I'm like, Doesn't should matter. we go club a baby seal? Maybe. We probably get some listeners out of it. <laughs> Why, when did that become a become the reference point? Club a baby club seal? Club a baby seal? I don't know. I think it's for their pelts. So, I oh, I bet they're really soft pelts. It is a thing that actually happens. Baby seal pelt sounds that sounds like a good holiday yeah. gift. How did we start from trying to talk about holiday things? It's hard. <laughs> See, this is because the holidays are. How did we get uh, are to clubbing great. baby seals? Okay, so next on the list says uh, Christmas tree fires. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I was watching a video, and it, this goes around every year around Christmas on on social networks is usually fire departments running tests that show how fast a natural Christmas tree oh, in your house goes up in flame. <laughs> and it kept, the whole ceiling is engulfed right. within like seconds. Your house is done you if your tree Christmas tree catches on fire. Yeah, you're and fucked. So I'm not sure what you're supposed to do about that. But I wondered if the incident of that goes... To, like, So I started thinking, what actually starts that fire? Because it doesn't just spontaneously combust, right? Like, the video always starts with a fireman in there with a lighter going... <laughs> no, Uncle Jimmy out. stumbles in drunk, <laughs> and his joint lights the Christmas tree right. on fire. I was like, is there somebody <laughs> flicking a cigarette at their Christmas tree? Like, <laughs> it's got to be lights, right? Like, it has to be electrical malfunction. I would guess that's the most common common calls, right? You're like jabbing Christmas ornaments in where you have electric current running through all these wires. Right. You're hanging people short them out all the time. Pokey the pieces break. of metal around oh. a live current. <laughs> oh, you basically you take this super flammable thing, you put it in your house, you forget to water it because you gotta like dive on the you ground it slowly dry out. 
and then you wrap it in electricity. You wrap it in old wires that you've had like right. <laughs> squished and tucked old, in the basement all year. Cheap to begin with <laughs> wires. <laughs> so what I was wondering is, so, so do you think the problem is the current and those cheap wires or the bulbs? Because you could probably, I mean, remember, I feel like LEDs have certainly taken over. But when we were kids, all they had were incandescent bulbs. Like, you could burn the shit out of your hand just touching a, a Christmas bulb on a, on a tree when we were kids. Yeah, maybe. That shit yeah, gets hot. it was hot. just a straight-up bulb. Like, you, like, like there I, was actually a burning filament in the middle of it. Yeah, it was just like a light. regular light bulb. It was like a little tungsten filament. It heats up, <laughs> turns orange, shoots out a bunch of light. Well, let's talk about why you why they say not to plug lots of lights into each other okay so when you plug something into the wall electricity is able to flow into it the reason there are two prongs is because one of those prongs is where the electricity comes in the other prong is where the electricity goes out well and this is an interesting point that you have frequently bring up and then i go oh yeah like you explaining this to me that electricity is drawn, not pushed. Yeah, that's a weird... So like, when you plug a thing into the wall, electricity comes out at you. Like, if you stick a knife into the socket, electricity comes out at you because you're attached to the ground, and it's trying to flow into the ground, but it's being drawn out through you by the earth. It's not... Electricity is not being pushed out of this socket, right? So, like, the place this always comes up for me is charging a battery, right? Like, this idea of, like, if you leave the battery plugged in, that it's going to heat up and explode that I think people sometimes worry about is, like, when batteries heat up and explode, they usually do it because some limiter chip is busted, not because the battery will suck up so much power. Once the battery is full, it just stops sucking, and then you're done. <laughs> right? Yep. <laughs> so when you plug in some lights, what you're creating is this loop out of one hole of the socket through whatever you're talking about back into the socket through one of the other holes. Right? Damn right. The words that just keep coming out are awesome, though. <laughs> so I keep laughing. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so, so then, so then how, so what makes the lights turn on? Once you got that loop established by plugging a string of lights into the wall. You got electrons flowing through your wire. So you're back to our, what we're doing. So we've got this really dry Christmas tree we've set up at our house. <laughs> we're not watering it. It's getting more dry. We've wrapped it in, in wires. And then we plug those wires in and purposefully heat them up. <laughs> right. So that's an so offshoot lights. of like, when you create this loop, heat is generated. Uh, even it, 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 it may be very well insulated so we don't ever encounter it like if you just grab a wire but heat is generated by the transfer of those electrons through that wire yeah like if you just put a wire between two terminals of a big battery you can use that wire to cut shit it gets hot enough hell yeah and so what we do we basically the wire that's like in the plastic part is relatively really thick compared to the wire that's in the actual light bulb like when you look at a light bulb it's like a really thin little filament and so we plug this this cord in and a whole shitload of electricity flows through the part of the wire that's wrapped in plastic because it's big. It's like a big pipe. And then all of a sudden when it gets to each of the lights, it we reduce it to this little tiny filament. And so you're all this like all these electrons are pushing through this little filament. And there's actually like friction. Like there's like these are little things that are moving and they're moving around, they're heating shit up, like rubbing your hands together. 
And so that little filament gets super duper hot. And then it glows. It glows like the fucking sun glows. It glows like a piece of metal on your stove glows. That's what's happening. And then you're, again, you're putting it around your dry Christmas tree. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is better just than candles. Didn't we just put fucking candles on yeah. the Christmas tree? Can we just hang a candle. That's just an open That's flame. Dummy. And exactly the scenario we were just talking about. <laughs> How important are the holidays? <laughs> You're going to put candles on your Christmas tree. So it's like, I'm sorry we lost. I'm sorry we lost your mom and your brother last year, but we have to celebrate the holidays. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to move right. forward. They would want us to light these candles. This is. Things like this are why life expectancy increased at such a rapid rate for a good period of time. Because <laughs> there, was, there wasn't somebody going, hey, let's not have the open flame on the dry piece of tinder. Right. <laughs> the size of the whole corner of your room. It, right. It wasn't like abstract elements in, in fancy plastic bottles that were slowly getting you over 60 years. <laughs> it was a whole city burning down because around Christmas, everyone lit candles on their Christmas trees. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it's funny that that's still a problem enough so that fire departments feel the need to put out these videos every year. Remember, Christmas tree fires, blah, blah, blah. Or... phone's just leapt right off the head there. Or are those videos a so, product of the artificial Christmas tree lobby that wants you to get? Those aren't get, even firemen. They want you to be those afraid of a fire retardant tree. <laughs> those were strippers in that video you saw. They were totally paid by big Christmas tree. Big fake Christmas tree. <laughs> okay, so here are the things. Here are the, the safety tips for our, our first annual holiday uh, safety <laughs> Uh, hit list episode topic so as you plug in more light strips to each other more electricity gets pulled through you've got more lights like using it and dissipating into heat and causing light and so more electricity is being pulled out of the wall and so as you do that those little wires we were talking about heating up the light bulb part there's they're heating up like at their max they're like doing what they can but the and that's other still wires happening, even if it's an led right like i don't i don't think that people think of leds as burning the same way like uh, a filament does they right. do something different that i can't talk intelligently about they're releasing photons through some sort of like mechanical right. yeah there's still there's there's i almost want to say there's always heat in our universe when there's light I mean, any anytime you have a weird interaction, in yeah, you can't see it. But I'm making faces like. <laughs> I, I mean, there's light is one of those like weird fundamental like as we understand it principles of the universe, and so whenever you see light or make light happen, all kinds of other weird magical things are happening at the same time. <laughs> right. So like heat is just a part. Like it's hard to make. It's hard to like do these weird things in the universe. They're magic. They're fucking spells. And when you cast one, you have like alternate side spells that get cast by accident. Oh, so. so one of the things I think is interesting here is that this is all still to an extent controlled by the physical capacity of this this you don't think of it as mechanical because there aren't gears moving, right? But there are moving pieces to this. And the the actual gauge of the wire affects how much uh electricity is sucked out of the wall. And so does the length of the wire. Because how much it can the way electricity too. flows is it just starts flying at the speed of light through this loop. So the second you plug it in, this loop is closed because it, right? And it's going to close that loop no matter what. 
And so the the length of the wire coming out of the wall actually has an impact on like it, the number of molecule, like the number of molecules of wire in bet- of conducting material in between one thing in the socket and the other. Or it means there's more, you know. So first of all, the caveat: electricity is like the most confusing thing in my head. So it's these are really interesting questions. So the more wire you have in. But it's like directing like you can, like, water, right? Yeah, water is usually the analogy that's used, and it's not. <clears throat> it it it's sort imperfect. of falls apart when you get into the into the actual what's happening with electricity. But it's a good, it's a pretty good mechanism to think about, right? So think about like a <clears throat> like your refrigerator or your washer dryer. They've got big cords on the back, like a big hefty quarter. Think about like a big Fat. like garage garage outdoor extension cable it's right. partly thick because like insulated and stuff like but it's just orange a big, things it's yeah. designed to plug 50 lights into right so you can like pull a lot of water through that cord and so <clears throat> your christmas tree lights because they're probably really dirt cheap and you got them at walmart or at home depot or on amazon for like a dollar 99 a box it's little shit wire because copper is expensive so these wires are really, really thin. So think of the wire inside the green as almost like a baby light bulb filament. And so when you plug 15 strips of lights into each other, what can happen, and we'll get to a reason why it might not in most lights, but what can happen is all of a sudden the wire in there starts to heat up just like the light bulb. So you're pulling so much electricity through that wire that the actual wire inside the plastic part gets hot. And so it's not going to glow because you're not pulling that much heat in yet but in theory if you plugged a thousand in a row like it is your whole fucking strip is going to glow and your whole thing's going to become a light and then your tree's going to poof well and, and basically the strippers are show and what's happening there is if you plug in too many lights it's trying to fill the whole system with electrons but they can't they can't get through the wire because the gauge is essentially not yeah. high enough or the crowded wire it's is like a traffic enough. jam and all these things are crashing into each other and so them bashing into each other and not being able to get through, even though they're being pulled, creates Let friction, essentially. Creates heat, right? And so the whole system will, will heat up and then melt what's around it eventually yep. and then light your tree on fire, right? Or the That's wire can't support it. That's how happen, right? is if you pull too much electricity out of the wall, the wires in the wall heat up. And so that's why you've got it when you design electrical systems. Fuses you have to do, right? Exactly. Exactly. So when, when shit goes out, Everyone's probably had a circuit breaker flip in their house and it flipped because the house hopefully was designed in a way that that circuit breaker turned itself off when you pulled too much electricity and you design it so that it flips off before you're pulling so much electricity that the wires in your wall heat up and catch on fire. Someone's got to design that. That's why you need a licensed electrician to set up your house and why it's got to keep an eye on them too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's it's so be using cheap wires on me, buddy. So I don't understand circuit breakers exactly, but I do understand fuses to the extent that a fuse is just you take two, you put a linkage into the wire where there's basically an even skinnier piece of wire inside a tube to control the fact that that wire is going to go whoop and vaporize if too much runs through it at once right and that breaks the circuit which stops the suck of electricity to the rest of the system and the tube makes it so that that doesn't start a fire but it is why the fuse goes blink and then you have this burned fuse and you have to replace it to restart the system it's kind of like a lot of old uh christmas lights or sometimes cheap ones but i think 
no one yeah, really they have makes a little tube, the little it looks like an ooze like a mini ooze well, tube from most the... have those now yeah. yeah and so if you look in the actual plug if your christmas lights go out they're probably not they're probably not broken the fuse probably just blew so here's another tip tip number two check in the little in the actual plug outlet there's usually a little cap that pops off and there'll be not only the fuse that blew out that you'll see it's a little glass tube that has a little burn thing on it but there'll usually be a backup fuse or two in there also and so you just pop out the burn one toss it toss the new one in and then figure out what made it burn out you probably have too many things plugged right. in you just plug it right back in it's just going to blink right back out again because the system right. is again protecting itself yep. now if you want to start a fucking fire, you could close that loop with a piece of your own wire, and you would have cut the protective mechanism out. And just toss a paperclip in there. Yeah, toss a paperclip in there. Or like <laughs> what people used to do in their houses, like to get their power back on just for the night, would be to put a penny in the fuse slot, and then they would forget that it was there. And that would burn their house down because they would draw too much off an outlet with a penny fuse in oh, it. Oh, yeah, so the penny is going to let a ton of electricity <laughs> flow. <laughs> Lincoln's um, a pro. So fuse a box pro fires used to happen all the time because of people. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a big piece of uh, one of the reasons houses burn down less frequently, I think, today. I mean, I don't know, fire burning, house well, burning down statistics, but... Uh, we switched to modern modern circuit breakers where you go in and you just flip a switch back. That's a that's a relatively new invention. I don't know, 20, 30, 40 years. But they used to just have the same fuse that's in, in your Christmas lights. They would have a glass tube. Just but instead of a, like a little size wire, of a little it's a quarters. Yeah, it's a big-ass thing in there. And so if you started drawing too much electricity, say you drop the toaster in the in the sink by accident, and all of a sudden you're like pulling all the electricity coming into your house is running through the wires that like run up to where the toaster is plugged in. It would take a couple minutes for into that the fuse water, to water out through the drain into the earth, <laughs> right? Like that's you just created a giant hose. Yeah, you're, like you just broke. yeah, you broke a dam open <laughs> in your wall, and right. so that that fuse in the in the wall is like taking a while to burn. It's taking a couple minutes, and in that time period, shit might shit might catch on fire. You might get a Christmas light in your wall, and it's going to catch on fire. But modern circuit breakers pick that up almost instantly, and they flip, 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 flip. Right. And I don't fully understand how they work, but... I don't know how they work either, actually. So the question of don't plug in too many threads of lights. Are we at a point where, in terms of the lights you would probably put on a tree, it probably just won't come up? So... If you've got manufacturing and fuse wise, how safe are like, you plugging 30 strings of lights in and wrapping them around your tree based on what you would get at like Walmart these days? Well, if it's, if they've got a fuse in them, you're probably fine. You're not going to flip. You're probably not going to flip a breaker in your house. The problem is you're not going to, you're not going to plug so many lights in that you flip a breaker in your house. They don't draw that much electricity. It's that they're cheap and have thin wires. And so if you plug 20 in, you're probably if you plug if you plug twenty traditional Christmas lights in, I can almost guarantee end to end that they're gonna they're gonna like get fucked up. They're gonna I, melt. But if they have a fuse, you're probably fine. I once went to a holiday party wearing a toga that was held up and then I had a wreath around my head <laughs> made of Christmas lights. Ooh. I couldn't find battery powered ones at the time, so I had to chill by an outlet that whole party. <laughs> <laughs> ideal no i'm sorry i can't move from here i'm very comfortable super cool yeah because i just kind of found an outlet by a couch and then sat down and plugged in and chilled there 
That's strong. Um, so if but, you get LEDs, I would say you're pretty much, you probably won't own enough uh, length of LED light to cause a problem. How? Here's a question that you might know the answer to. How do blinking lights control the blink? Is this a computer problem? Is there a chip in there? Everything's a computer problem. Uh, there are particular circuits you can set up with some basic uh like electronic elements like transistors and capacitors and stuff uh that let you do you can you can look up a schematic for a blinking uh like a blinking circuit that turns itself on and off as as like a capacitor fills and then it reaches a point that it flips a transistor and it discharges itself and then it comes back on and it so so to a, understand it is that you really need to know how capacitors and transistors work but the yeah. thing that that made me think of is this it's, is how pong works it's a computer, works. So it's a computer. apparently why pong is so hard to replicate as like an emulator because it's such a basic video game that it works by blinking things in the same system that you just described like it's not a it's not a digital system in the sense of it's not software running on an architecture for interpreting software it's a system of transistors and capacitors and resistors yeah that makes you able to play pong right like, but that's that's what a computer is, you know. When you uh, when yeah. you do electrical design on uh, on, well, it's like, not fair to not call it a computer. But it's, no, definitely. I mean, anything. But it's such a sea change from just even what Donkey Kong was that it's hard to replicate that now yeah. in software because it's so different. A system you you could uh, in theory uh, reproduce any video game with like electronic components like little capacitors and and little resistors and shit um it just that's like what a computer is we just took that stuff and made it smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until it virtually disappeared and so you couldn't really make them because like electricity is not going to flow fast enough to play gta 5 on a building that's full of capacitors and and wire but uh, like the logic could be reproduced with these like big things you can see. That's what early transistors were. It was like a paperclip and a piece of gum. This this is actually a perfect segue into pimping next week because uh, uh, hopefully we're having a guest for our next podcast Ooh. who, when we said, what do you want to talk about? He said, well, I'd like to start with some gentle corrections on episode three and nine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> There's so many things And to I correct. looked and those are both computer... He's an old buddy of ours from high school. He's a jerk. Uh, he's uh, a programmer, but also like he studied. Like I remember, he was working on robots and stuff when I would visit him in college. So he's, um, at least that's gonna be a fun episode. Interested in robotics and stuff, although he works in software. But I'm I'm curious to see what his tri- his his corrections are because they're in the same territory that we were just talking about, like decision trees and mechanical yeah. computers. And oh man, he's gonna correct like us that. constantly. Yeah, good. It's about our image, son. People are going to realize we've been lying to them. <laughs> realize time. we have no idea. No, no. This is the post-truth <laughs> era, Brian. Just we say a lot of incorrect wrong, things you'll in get every episode. I just want everyone to know that when you're listening through, we make a lot of mistakes, but we don't have a staff to go in and fix them. So you you always you, you tend to bring up the staff <laughs> when we talk about that stuff and you're right because this is one of the reasons that you pay for the New York Times like they have yeah. a staff that double checks all the shit that they put out we don't have that staff which is why i always feel compelled to follow the thing that's like okay forget that the facts that we just told you might not be true <laughs> what <laughs> if they are true what does it mean for the world 
Because partially the reason I want to go to that place is because I, what if we're wrong about those facts? I don't want, I don't want the facts that I read you unless I explicitly tell you to be anything that you make a decision based on. Just have a think. That's how you sold me. Have a think. Oh, that's a good, that's a good shirt. That's, that's how you sold me. Cause the first couple episodes I was like, I was real nervous. I had like my fact checking out. I had my fact checker hat on. Scientist friends. Like we have friends who spend all day poking worms and collecting data to try to prove a hypothesis or, or honestly to try to disprove a hypothesis since that's really the point Uh of science. (laughs) Like, Good correction. It, it <laughs> so then, so then when we talk about worms, I'm like I have it in the back of my head that I know somebody who's got 15 years of only thinking about worms. Worm experience. <laughs> yeah, 15 years of worm experience. Yeah, she'll definitely call you out if you screw up information about her worms. Good. <laughs> she should, and and would, and people shouldn't be offended. <laughs> no, they shouldn't. That's good. But also. Um, uh, we're not we're not a fact organization over here as engineering. No, we're, we're a conceptual organization. Yeah, we're a spiritual organization. We're trying to move to the spirit side. We came in heavy. We started out. I've been listening to all the episodes since we've been promoting them to people. Checking out the early ones are like real tech. It's well, like I dude it talking about that with, button on your camera. I think I track it tracks with the way that we both came to spiritual approaches to the world, though. Yeah. Right. Like we started by poking at things manually. Being like, oh, this is unexplained. Okay, moving on. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, and then we got to this funny place where the two sort of intersected. And that's why we started talking about this stuff. Because it was like, the guy the, the guy, the guy I'm reading over here who's explaining to me the world of physics and chemistry and how these energy systems work in a biological context or whatever, it's not sounding too far off the dude at yoga who I used to not take seriously. Cause I was like, yeah, yeah energy, three fingers, whatever. This feels good. I'll keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dismiss it, but I'm going to continue doing it. Cause it feels so good. Clearly nothing's happening. Clearly nothing's happening, but I'll be back next week. <laughs> Have some more <laughs> of my money. <laughs> Here's more money. Totally. I'm going to buy holiday gift cards for other friends to try to get them to do it too. Um, Okay. Pretty good. I feel like we got we got Pretty we got happy really good stuff here. Let's get really jolly. Let's get out of here. Let's go have a good holiday. Thank you again to the new people picking up the people that have been hanging out with us totally. all along. Um, Thank you to everybody who is encouraging. This is absolutely driven by the continued input from the people around us that want to talk awesome. about the same stuff that we talk about on here. Yeah. Um, Thanks, everybody. So catch us on socials and whatever. Uh, rate and review on iTunes. That's a big deal. The more that we dig into how to promote this thing, as we've been looking at season two, like basically the only metric that exists for podcasts right now is reviews on iTunes. Yeah. Rate and review. Um, you hear that everywhere. So please help us out. Pop into iTunes. Rate and review us. And just say, hey, if you come by any of those places. Unless you're going to rate us a one star, and then I would kindly ask that you don't rate and review yeah, we us. Want, we want positive net promoter <laughs> scores. That's what they call that in. Positive never voter scores, please, everybody. They call that in. Consider it. Uh, We'll consider it your holiday gift to us. But uh, thanks for hanging out. And uh, happy, happy holidays. Don't burn down your house. No one (laughs) firefighter stripper showing up. Uh, I'm Adam. Happy holidays, everyone. I'm Brian. 
Dinosaurs are kind of holiday. I'll buy that. They were giving out goblets in the sack, and I was like, I don't want the goblet, I just want the sack. <laughs>